Hey everyone, welcome to our new podcast, Embrace the Chaos. This is your host, Ruben. And Marina. And we are very excited about the opportunity to start this podcast together. We, uh, Marina and I have been married for 14 years. We have four children. We have the privilege of leading the Greater Long Beach Church here in the city of Long Beach, California. And we're so excited uh, for all the things that God's taught us over the years. And we want to use this podcast, this venue, this outlet to be able to share the different things that we've learned, as well as interview different families and couples uh, in our in our congregation and in our neighborhood, to provide tools and resources in growing in our most important human relationships, which is our marriage and our children. So I was thinking a few months ago. I love podcasts, first of all, and I've got like ten of them on. Um, my phone that I listen to consistently and we're always looking for new ways to get content out to our members and I was just thinking we could start a podcast about marriage and family which is where we're at in our life we're in a season in life where we're really in the trenches and not only in our marriage, but in parenting. And I just thought, hey, we're natural at this. We um, are successful, but we also make a lot of mistakes and would love to share uh, with you guys, the listeners, um, just some lessons that we learn, have learned over the past 14 years of our marriage. So the, the idea of embracing the chaos, we realize uh, life is very chaotic in many different ways. As a parent, you got pickups, you got drop-offs, you have extracurricular activities, you have family gatherings, you have all kinds of stuff. And we, we, we actually are in a small group with other families of same-aged children. Our, we have an, a daughter who's 11, another daughter who's, ten, who's 9, a son who's 4, and a daughter who's 3. And so we have uh, different family friends, uh, fr uh, friends of ours, who are in the same season of life and one of the things they commented on us uh, to us was, man, we are so busy. We feel like we're pulled in so many different directions. It's difficult to prioritize what is most important in our lives. And so we talked about this idea that this is life is just chaotic. And how do you navigate that? How do you not just navigate it, but embrace it? The other side of it, too, was just a few years ago, I was reading this book by La Dr. Larry Crabb, and it's a book called Men of Courage. And he talked about the idea that chaos uh, one of the things about chaos is that chaos is unpredictable. And one of the most unpredictable, fac unpredictable facets of life is relationships. Relationships are unpredictable. You never know what's going to happen. They're chaotic. And so uh, what happens with a lot of men is that men choose work or hobbies or different outlets because that's predictable. That is something that you have control over, whereas relationships can be very challenging. And that's why we have so many families in our communities and in our societies with unengaged husbands, unengaged fathers. And this is something that we, I, as I was reading this book, I was like, wow, this is incredible to think about the idea that men need to embrace the chaos, really enter into the chaos of unpredictability in terms of the relationship with your spouse and with your children. Yeah, and Ruben, this is something that Ruben likes to tell me when I just feel overwhelmed, stressed, anxious. He will come in and say, you just need to embrace the chaos. And in the beginning, when he first started saying that, I just wanted to like, just be like, don't tell me what to do. Don't tell me how to live my life. But um, what has really... She actually would say, I just want to smack you right now. Okay, I wasn't yeah. going to say that, but you went there. Yeah. So 
I just had felt like, okay, what can I learn from this that is a godly spiritual principle? And what I got from it was I just need to surrender. I just need to surrender, open my hands, and um, let God be in control. Now, one of the things I love using Embrace the Chaos with is uh, in our marriage, I mean, you know, there are things that I leave around the house that I don't pick up after myself or the kids just leave a mess everywhere or I leave some dishes out. And, you know, Marina gets really into cleanliness, which is a good thing in our home. Uh, Yeah. And uh, (laughs) I tend to not really, I'm not really aware of some of these things. And so I just... I end up using the embrace the chaos uh, as a tool to just, hey, it's okay to live in a messy home, but uh, she doesn't really appreciate that. So I just want to put that out there like, yeah, let's use this. This is a great phrase to use, but uh, sometimes it can definitely backfire and it actually isn't what needs to be happening in the moment. Well, there's a time and place for everything, right? So there are moments when we're trying to get the four kids out of the house and things are a mess and I just need to embrace the chaos. But at the same time, there's um, also time to go back and fix and rearrange yes. and clean. And um, there's just a time and place for everything. Absolutely. So what we want to attempt to do in this podcast through this outlet is provide resources. We also want to interview different families, different couples that are close friends of ours and see uh, just different seasons uh, that people have gone through in their lives and how they've navigated the chaos in their lives and provide tools uh, for our listeners to be able to use in their own family dynamics and their own marriage dynamics and be able to embrace the chaos in every season, each season of life. So we want to thank you so much for joining us and we hope that what we provide is helpful to you and is encouraging encouragement to you as well. We wanted to start off uh, the, the conversation about and talk about marriage primarily, our most, hu- our most important human relationship, which is that between a husband and a wife. One of the tools that we wanted to provide for you is a tool in communication that has helped us so much within our marriage, and we've been able to turn around and use it in a lot of our ministry to young married couples and engaged couples as we do prayer marriage counseling. God has allowed us the opportunity to have these oppor- uh, these outlets in many occasions. And so we use this tool uh, to help a lot of people. And we wanted to provide this tool because it's helped us so much in our marriage and navigating the most one of the most uh, intense uh, situations and issues in marriage, and that is the issue of fighting. Mm. You know, in marriage, you're going to fight. You're going to argue. You're going to have intense, heated conversations and discussions. But how can we have fights that are done in a fair way? And so we want to share with you 10 commandments of fighting fairly in the marriage. But we're going to break them out. So we're going to do five in our first episode. And then if you join us in our next episode, you'll hear the next five. And this is a tool that was given to us by a very dear couple in our lives, Al and Gloria Baird, Mm -hmm. who Gloria passed away uh, recently, and she's a, a spiritual mother and grandmother to so many yeah. Christians in our in our churches, and we're so thankful for Alan Gloria being in our lives at a very specific moment to help train us and get ready for marriage. Yes, I feel, and I say this a lot, that Gloria helped me to love my husband and know my husband and just helped me to be a godly and great wife to Reuben. And very grateful for all the time and mentoring that they put poured into us, and um, 
just forever grateful for them and all that they've done in our lives. So when we were engaged, we would meet with Alan Gloria every week uh, uh, for the for six, seven weeks before we, we, we got married. And they shared this tool. It was, it was the Ten Commandments of Fighting Fairly. In fact, in our first couple years of marriage, we just literally printed it out and had it ma- uh, on a magnet in our refrigerator yeah. to refer to because definitely in our first year, first two years of marriage, uh, we got in a lot of fights, a lot of very intense fights. In fact, I'm a kind of a slow learner, so I didn't, it took me about five years to really understand my wife a little bit more and how to communicate with her. That's and okay. She, <laughs> you got and, there. And I'm still, I'm still learning. That's the journey of a husband is to really learn your wife. So anyway, we want to provide these tools for you. We hope that it's very helpful, and we're going to go ahead and dive in at this point. And one quick note, this is something that we did, is that we started using the commandments against one another. So definitely don't do that because that'll create more um, heated arguments. Okay, here we go. The Ten Commandments of Fighting Fairly. Number one, I am at fault. The percent does not matter. That's right. You are at fault. Yeah, well... (laughs) This is uh, one of Marina's favorite because she likes to point the finger at me. But we're not going to really get into that right now. Uh, But yes, I am at fault. The percent doesn't matter. You know, honestly, this comes from Scripture. Philippians chapter 2 talks about, in humility, consider others better than yourself. And the idea that, that at the end of the day, what happens is we can spend so much time pointing the finger at each other and blaming one another mm-hmm. that we never move forward in the conversation. So to begin from a point of, okay, I can take responsibility for my 0.5% or my 1% of the argument, and I can focus in on that, that will help the conversation move forward. Now, in the heat of the moment, mm. it is very challenging to do this. But um, it, it has helped us to be able to establish, okay, listen, at the end of the day, I can take responsibility for a percentage of this argument that is occurring at this time. I think one of the things that we did early on that we still do and, and at, from time to time is we just get into the cycle of wanting to be right and wanting to be heard. And instead of focusing on what we could take responsibility for, we tend to point the finger at the other person. And just one of the golden nuggets that Gloria passed on to us was there's always it's it's never going to be a win lose or a win win argument. It's going to be a lose lose um, because the fight is happening in the first place. So, number one, I am at fault. The percent doesn't matter. It actually moves into the second one. Number two, of the Ten Commandments of Fighting Fairly. Number two, be more concerned with doing right than being right. Mm. I can't tell you how many times Marina and I have been more concerned about who was right and who told the right story and who had the right argument and, and, being, and being right. And we spent so much time focused on that rather than doing what's right. And this is what happens. We've counseled many couples over the years, and we realize so much of the argument happens with just trying to make your point. You're always concerned with making your point, and you want the other person to hear your point. 
And we realize over and over again the cycle that this that this uh, that that happens in marriage when when we're trying to prove our point, it just doesn't go anywhere. You keep on going in a circle mm-hmm. of blame shift and fault finding, and nothing moves forward. And in order to fight fairly, we want we want to be more concerned with doing right than being right. And I think it's it's an emotional time when you're arguing and you're in the heat of the moment and. In emotional times, you let those emotions take control over you. And so you don't always think, okay, am I being righteous in this situation? Or am I um, just letting (laughs) the emotions take control? And I'm just like saying all kinds of crazy things. Um, But I definitely think that you, um, it's just hard. It's hard to be in control of your emotions when you're so heated. Mm -hmm. So it's great to have something like this to refer back to, to bring you back down to reality. What Maria's talking about in terms of emotions is actually our third uh, commandment of fighting fairly. The third one says, don't use logic at emotional times. I think for me, this is such a challenge in our first few years of marriage because Marina would come at me with, uh, very solid arguments for certain things, but full of all kinds of emotions that I was completely all kinds all kinds of emotions that I was completely unaware of or incapable of navigating, and I would kind of try to pinpoint what was the logical solution for why she was feeling this way, mm. and we had to have very intentional conversations on how to how to talk to each other, yeah. how to, wh- when is the time to listen to one another? When do you want me to fix something? When do you want me to just listen to you? When do you want me to lead you into prayer? Mm-hmm. Uh, when do you want me to just leave the room? I, I don't know, just different things like that. We literally had to come up with a list. I'm, this is, this is, I'm telling you, I'm such a slow learner. Uh, I'm a simple, I'm a simpleton. I needed <laughs> very direct and easy uh, steps on how to uh, be a husband to my wife and how to navigate some of the emotional roller coasters that I would be on with her. Now, this is, it's interesting when we talk with couples that a lot of times the men are the ones that have a challenge with this. Don't use logic at emotional times. But there are many couples where uh, sometimes the the wife is the one who is the more, you know, in, in tune with, 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 logic and not run by her emotions and the husband is more of the emotional one and so you never know who it's going to be but the point is try to learn each other and don't use logic at emotional times yeah one of the things that Ruben really helps me in in our communication and our dynamic is um, asking me okay is do you want me to listen right now do you want me to help fix. Uh, A lot of times what happens with us is I will come in and just be overwhelmed and stressed and unload about my day. And he will say, well, why do you feel that way? You didn't, that wasn't a big deal. You didn't really have that much to do. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, fuming. And so we have worked through those times. (laughs) And one of the things, again, that helps me is if he'll literally just say, how can I help you right now? Do you want me to listen? Do you want me to help you? Do you want me to pray with you? So that is really something that I appreciate that he has learned to do in our marriage. Number two, be more concerned with doing right than being right. Number three, don't use logic at emotional times. Number four, assume and express love. 
in the heat of the moment, it is very difficult to assume love. Mm-hmm. It is more it, it is more direct to assume this person does not like me. I actually, at this moment, don't really like this person. Yeah. And we will not express love. And so we won't assume love. And then it leads to a very dark place. It does lead to dark places of, I don't know if I want to be with this person anymore. I can't even believe they talk to me like this. How do you talk to the person like this if if you love them? All these kinds of things come to mind. And so we want to do what we want to do is in the in the in a very intentional manner and, and it's very challenging to do is to assume and express love in the heat of the moment to, to assume this person still loves me and to express, hey, I can't stand being around you right now, mm-hmm. but I still love you drop the mic and out of the room you know yeah this is really really hard to do in the heat of the moment like Ruben was saying but you have to agree when um, things are not as heated when emotions aren't as high you have to agree with one another that when there is a conflict when there is an argument that this is just something that you're going to do and it's going to be the dynamic of your relationship that in a fight in the heat, you're going to say, I love you, even though I can't stand to be around your face right now. So get out of here. But I love you with all my heart and I married you because I want to be with you. And so you just have to come together and agree that that is something that you're going to say and do when you go toe to toe. Assume and express love. Number five for this episode, we'll end here. Number five, don't say never, always hate stupid divorce ugly fat idiot mm. in other or words jerk. don't jerk don't use extreme language uh the book of ecclesiastes talks about this to avoid all extremes mm-hmm. ephesians chapter 4 verse 29 talks about do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs mm. we want to avoid extreme language i hate you uh, you always leave the socks on the floor. You never take me out. You always do. You know, we want to avoid extreme language. I'm obviously... Even though you always do leave your socks <laughs> on the floor, that is not extreme language. <laughs> to, uh, to some people, that is a reality. But I will say this. You know, we need to be very careful with our words. What comes out of our mouth many times cannot be taken back. Right. It's like that toothpaste thing where you squeeze the toothpaste out and you can't get it back in. It's just out there. You, um, uh, we've had so many, we have different couples that we've counseled over the years use the word divorce. You mm. never want to use the word divorce. No. God hates divorce. That's in scripture. God hates divorce. When we made a vow to one another, when we stood before witnesses, when we stood before God Almighty and made a vow to one another, God takes that seriously. No matter where we're at in life, we don't, uh, no matter where we're at in our relationship, it could be an empty an empty season, a desert season. It could be a, a, a spring season in, in your marriage. Whatever it is, you don't want to use extreme negative language. This is a big, big deal. And so we hope this is helpful to you. Uh, mm-hmm. The first five, we're going to cover it one more time. Ten Commandments of Fighting Fairly. As you embrace the chaos in your marriage, number one, I am at fault. The percent doesn't matter. 
Number two, be more concerned with doing right than being right. Number three, don't use logic at emotional times. Number four, assume and express love. And number five, don't say never, always, hate, stupid. Don't use extreme language. We hope that you enjoyed this. We hope that this is helpful for you. We want to invite you to join us on our next episode as we cover the next five commandments of fighting fairly. Thank you. Look forward to seeing you next time. Embrace the chaos in every season of your life and see what God has in store. Special thanks to our producers, John Brown and Don Russell. Music by DJ Soar. If you want to connect with Ruben and Marina, you can find them at greaterlongbeachchurch.com or embrace the chaos Instagram page. Thank you. <laughs>